Welcome to Paradox Jukebox, an unconventional podcast for the unconventional music lover, brought to you by Music on the Move Studios, a woman-led company working to help musicians move their careers forward through education and live events. What is up, listenership? I hope everybody is having a fantastic day, morning, evening, whatever time it is that you're listening. Uh, I'm sitting here with my coffee, getting ready for this day, and I'm just super excited because there's been so many cool things that are going on for Music on the Move. So if you follow us, and if you follow Aaron McClendon, our founder, and if you follow me, uh, you would have seen that we just played the pregame show for the Tennessee Titans this past Sunday, the 24th. And I got to tell you, it was the coolest thing I've ever done in my life. Oh my God. It was so, so amazing. We had such a great time. And I know that that's something that neither Aaron or I are ever going to forget. So we really hope that they ask us back. And if that happens, we'll definitely let you know. But if you haven't had a chance to go and follow Music on the Move Studios yet, I'm going to encourage you to go ahead and do that now. Links are always going to be in the show notes. You guys know that. But some things that we have going on that are really exciting. So not only do we have the performances that we've been doing, but so we have our showcase coming up on November 7th, and we have some really cool artists uh, lined up for that. And then also moving into January, January 27th is the projected date for the next showcase, which will be <gasps> full band. So I'm super stoked. I know that's going to be a fantastic show. And uh, I know Aaron and I are, we're really excited to get back into the full band showcase thing. So if you're an artist that would like to submit yourself to potentially be on the showcase, all you need to do is email us at studios at gmail.com and we'll get you set up there. Or you can just reach out to me as well, Katie, C-A-I-T-I-E at musiconthemovestudios.com. We appreciate you again links in the show notes so we've got the showcases and then we also have these amazing courses that we are launching they're basically it's a diy type of course a diy teach yourself music and aaron and i are there to guide you via vocals or guide you via guitar we're there to kind of help you get your feet wet and get you you know learning the basics before you would start to take private lessons with us and because some people aren't always ready to jump right into private lessons they they want to know a little bit they want to get their feet wet they want to understand some of the mechanics behind learning their instrument and that is awesome Aaron and I are absolutely here for it we're here to support you so if you're interested in potentially signing up for the DIY course basically here's a, a brief overview it is a series of videos that you would work through in a month or you could work through it in a couple of months. You can take it at your pace. But it's a series of videos and they essentially are like little mini lessons, right? They're not a full half hour, even a full hour. They're just maybe 10, 15 minutes here and there. And then we have, you know, some worksheets to go along with it to kind of help you check your understanding. And then we also will offer you a 20 minute, 15 to 20 minute session with us so that you can ask questions. And then 
of course, you can always email us too. We're always happy to answer emails. So if you think that you might be interested in taking a look at our DIY courses, I'm going to make sure that links are in the show notes for you. But also reach out, ask questions. As a musician, it's your responsibility to ask questions and get the information that you don't know yet, right? It's super, super important. Sorry, my teacher brain totally coming out right now. And I'm going to stop and we're going to move into the to the episode here. But I just, I really wanted to talk about these courses because I feel that so many people are like, well, I'm too old. I can't learn this. Not true. Not true. You can absolutely learn a new instrument. You can learn to control your voice at any age. And I know that Aaron would be super, super happy to to help anybody who is trying to control their voice, as I am super happy to help anybody learn guitar. It's a phenomenal instrument. And you don't have to be, you know, you don't have to necessarily be Jimi Hendrix or anything like that. But wouldn't it be cool if you could just break out a guitar when some friends come over, sing a few songs, maybe by the fire, you know, Everybody should learn to play an instrument at some point in their life. It's a skill that you will never regret learning. So without further ado, let's go ahead and talk about episode 27 with Kate Cosentino. So Kate has this amazing aesthetic to her music. It's like this jazzy pop vibe, and I absolutely love it. I, I could listen to Kate all day long, and I have. I've binged her music quite a bit. So... I, I want to impress upon everybody that if you haven't dug into Kate's music, if you if you don't know who she is, you need to do it today. But if you have listened to some of her music and maybe you've just listened to the newer stuff, definitely dig into her back catalog because there are some gems and we'll talk about those later on in the interview. But please sit back, sip your coffee, sip your cocktail and let Kate Cosentino just completely transport you. This is Parking Lot Pennies by Kate Cosentino. A box in his neighbor's front yard Filled up with dusty things His eyes catch a deck of old cards Dealing out memories, oh, I spend all my parking lot pennies on him. Green circle press tag stickers on CDs and shirts with stays. I see his world in slivers worth more than pocket change, oh, I spend all my parking lot Welcome to Paradox Jukebox, everybody. I hope that you're having a fantastic day. Uh, so today I have Kate Cosentino with me. Kate, how are you, friend? I am great. How are you doing? I am wonderful. And I have to tell you, I'm actually very proud that I. it's 10 a.m. I have coffee. I'm dressed. I have makeup. Every I'm winning today already. 
I'm very impressed, honestly. I it, the debate for me today was do I stay in my PJ pants or do I put on real pants? But I put on real pants just for this. Oh. So you I big respect. Big respect. <laughs> <laughs> it means so much. I'm wearing leggings, so that's real enough pants to me. Okay. Comfort good. comfort over, you know. Perfect. Whatever professionalism, I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's fine because again, you can't see anything from you know my waist below. It's all good. Exactly. But I, I look like a put together human today. So yes, you do. Thank you. Erin will be proud. I know she will be. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's let's kind of start at the very beginning. Uh, so I haven't had the pleasure of actually meeting you face to face until today. And I wanted to tell you, I've been listening to your music all morning long as I was, you know, putting my face on. <laughs> and I am in love with your songwriting style. Thank you. That's so yes. sweet. <laughs> well, and so I'm, I was just kind of letting the music play. And then Mr. J comes on and I'm like, oh. get out. Who is this chick? This is so cool. That's so funny. That's so, <laughs> so funny. That song is like, I had someone ask me, I was on a radio show yesterday and they were like, are you going to pull Mr. J out? And I was like, that's such a like I wrote that in middle school song to me that I'm like, oh, you wrote that in middle it. school. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. I was a huge Batman nerd. And so I was like that. I have no idea why I was like, I'm such a fan. I got to write about Harley and the Joker. <laughs> I just love them. Yeah. So it's cringy for me, but I'm glad people like it. <laughs> oh, my God. I, OK, you just blew my mind. I can't believe you wrote that in middle school. It's such an awesome song. Thank you. That's so sweet. That's oh, wow. I love it. That's so cool. Well, and I really love your your kind of like jazzy pop vibe that you have going on. It's it's different. It's not, you know, it's not everything that we're hearing on the radio. And I, I Aaron and I just had a conversation about this yesterday. I can't stand listening to mainstream radio. So yeah. when I find a new artist that has like a really cool, interesting sound, I get super nerdy and I'm like, OK, now I'm just going to binge listen to everything. Oh, I love that. I, so. I feel that. I feel that. I can't really do the radio right now. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. Uh-huh. It's tough. Um, okay, so I love your songwriting style, but we'll come back to that. I want to, so I want to hear about, you know, growing up in Kansas City and then how you made it to Belmont. Yeah, so um, man, the life story, essentially. Yeah, the whole one. <laughs> whole, whole life one. story. Whole one. So I grew up in Overland Park, Kansas, which is like, you know, 20 minutes outside of Kansas City. And just I I vividly remember when I started wanting to do music because it was like the first grade I had Guitar Hero 3 in Hannah, Montana. And I was like, this is the path. (laughs) This is the way Um, I wanted to be like Eddie Van Halen. But as a girl, so I started playing guitar and was obsessed obsessed so i took guitar lessons and then around third grade so old um my voice teacher at the time gave me a regina specter cd and when i heard that album i was like okay the songwriting thing that's it like this and same with you where i heard her and i was like this is not like the radio this is like the weirdest most authentic thing i've ever heard in my life so started writing did that all through high school, played gigs around town, started coming to Nashville for like NSAI song camp and some things. And then the second I stepped on Belmont's campus, it was, I think I toured my freshman year of 
high school, so way too early. But the <laughs> second I got there, I was like, I think this is my place. I think yeah. this is my place. So then I, you know, senior year, I, that was the only school I applied to. <laughs> and then I went. That's awesome. So, okay, so you just graduated Belmont last November. Yes. Awesome. And so, like, as you were going through school, did you release music then, or did you just focus on releasing after you got out? Yeah. Um, I honestly, looking back, I think I did about a song a year released. So I was like, yay, I did something. That's great. Yeah. But, but also, I really, I'm such a nerd. I loved college. So, I kind of was like, you know what? I'm going to perform. I'm going to try to do at least one thing. But I, I really leaned into like just enjoying the experience because I know now it was so fleeting. But yeah, so released a little bit of music. But now that I'm out, I'm like, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Dig it. That's so cool. <laughs> Fantastic. So um, on your website here, it says that you're working on your post-grad EP. Mm -hmm. So how many songs do you have on it? Yes, I have four. Four. Okay. Mm -hmm. Is it done? So, great question. It is <laughs> technically, it is done being recorded. Okay. Now it's all my sweet producer, Rocco Fiorentino, who's amazing. It's all his um, his stuff now. So, that's gotcha. basically, basically it. It'll come out next, I think, May is what it's slotted Ooh. for now. So, wonderful, darling. Thank you very much. Working yes, on it. yes, indeed. <laughs> we'll have to have you back when you release it, so that yes. you can, you know, feature a song on the podcast, and we can dig into it and really, you know, kind of get I a behind the that. scenes glimpse. That would be cool. Would love that. Awesome. Okay, so talk to me about writing for uh, Song Glorious and Songbird City. Yeah. So both of those companies are just. Um, like songs on demand companies mm -hmm. so you know someone's like oh my grandma she's so sweet and turning 70 would you just capture her story in a song <laughs> um i say i say cheesily like as if that's the grandma asking me but no they're they're amazing throughout uh the pandemic it was nice to have a job that one i could do from home yep two was like actually learning and practicing the skills that i want to practice which is like you know recording music mm -hmm. um and three, it was like, I got to connect with people. I got to write like a news channel song for, for one of their like features. I did a podcast. I did, those were the ones that I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. And then a lot of just, you know, anniversaries that were really sweet. People who are separated because of COVID. And yeah. then you get your random, like, you know, can you write a song about how I love to hunt and hunting is amazing? <laughs> you know, like you get everything. <laughs> You get everything. So it wow. definitely keeps me on my toes, but it's a fun job. Did you actually get a song about hunting? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh my yeah, God. Yeah, yeah, Which That's is awesome. so funny because I'm on there. You can pick your artist by genre. Oh. And I'm on there as, you know, R&B, jazz, pop, and then country because I got an acoustic guitar. I'm from Kansas. I can pull it out if I need to. Yeah. So, you know, if you ever want to hear me sing about, you know, hunting, you'll have to request it. <laughs> That's, that's a very <laughs> limited time offer. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a time. What other kind of crazy requests have you gotten? Oh my gosh. Uh, well, I remember when I was first uh, like interviewing at Song Glorious just to, you know, get the job. 
they send you just a random prompt to see what you can do with like the most ridiculous request Mm -hmm. and they gave me quite literally just the words life's not like pizza and so i had to write a song with that in it which honestly i loved the ones that are super (laughs) obscure like i had this one this guy oh i was so like it was the best thing ever he sends me this detailed thing and he's like so i have scoliosis and i want you to make fun of me for like having a curved back and i was like i don't know if i can write that like i feel mean and like that's not okay and they're like the man asked for what he asked for wow <laughs> so i i write him this song and i kind of like i mean it was funny but i you know i i wasn't like i, I was somewhere in between funny but playing it on the safe side of not like roasting this guy right and he he sends me a new request like two weeks later and it's like okay this is amazing can you add a verse also roasting my girlfriend for this and this and this <laughs> i was like all right this is awesome <laughs> oh my god that yep. is hilarious yep it's it's a wild time wild times out there wow that is so much fun oh my gosh so how did you okay how did you come to like you know figure out that even uh that song glorious and songbird city were a thing like yeah it's honestly what scares me is how good uh the social media algorithms are at finding you um and it was an instagram ad that i saw maybe the the seven times that business school teaches you of like once you see it seven times you will click it and i kept seeing that ad and then i was like well might as well try it out and then it's been a year that i've been working for them so that's oh crazy oh my gosh i mm-hmm. love that that's hilarious yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just thinking like, yeah, get, write another verse and roast my girlfriend, please. I know. I People love it. People are literally paying you to insult them. I mean, you know, I, I'll take it. I'll take it. It's that's it's in my wheelhouse in a PG way. So I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> Pay me money and I will insult you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I love it. Okay. Um so let's let's talk a little bit more about your songwriting style since we're on the subject of you writing songs to roast people. Might as well talk about your music, right? Right, right. right. <laughs> um so I think uh so the most recent release is uh the one Parking about Parking Lot Pennies. Yeah, Parking Lot Pennies. So tell me about that one. Yeah, Parking Lot Pennies was uh it's about to get real cheesy. It was a song I wrote um, when I met my current boyfriend. Um, and it was just, it, it's weird. Like, I always write love songs, but this one was kind of like the idea, like explaining the idea. I'm like, I swear to God, it made sense in my head and I'm happy with how it turned out. But I'm like, stay with me. Um, <laughs> so I met my boyfriend and, you know, when you're in that get to know you phase, you're hearing about, he's from Ohio, also Toledo. Oh. So hearing about the midwestern streets that he lived and grew up on and you know the ohio state and buckeyes and all those good ohio things oh yeah <laughs> yep yep oh, wanna... oh oh yeah oh yeah um so when we were in that get to know you phase you know you see someone's eyes light up when they talk about certain things from their childhood like all oh, that time that we took the canoe down this stream with my friend alex and it was a blast and so seeing him talk about things from his childhood i was like i hope someday that when he talks about me his eyes light up like that and so that's kind of where the idea came from 
Um, and so it's just, you know, kind of childhood nostalgia. If I could be anything that meant something to him, you know, that's, that's what I'd be. So that's the song. That is um, adorable. Yeah. Very cheesy. Very cheesy. Oh, but simp. you know what? Everybody needs a little cheese in their life. It's fine. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. 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 Um, um, okay. So tell me about, uh, just remember, how did the concept for this one come about? Because this is, this is a strong subject matter. And I, I think you did a beautiful job of really painting a picture for the listener, but you go ahead and just tell us about how that came to fruition. I appreciate that. That's sweet. Um, so just remembers on my EP smart that I wrote, um, in high school and released it. <laughs> Hold on. Stop. Stop. You, you are turning out material from like middle school and high school. That is like eons beyond what a middle schooler or a high schooler should have ever put out. How is this? You are like a freaking unicorn. How's that, this even possible? That's a high compliment. I just think I'm an old woman trapped in a in a in an adolescent woman's body. So <laughs> I'll I'll tap out in like ten years. Be like, I'm too old for this. I'm gonna oh. go climb a mountain. No, no, don't. No, I won't. Don't. Okay. I won't. This I won't, is won't. this is okay. No, really, you're blowing my mind though because everything that I was like, I mean, with dirt on it, and you know, just remember, and Mr. J, all of this is like, you know, it's older material for you, but it's new to yeah. me because I've just started listening to you. Yeah. And I, I can't like, I just can't with you. But please continue your story about just remember. <laughs> yeah. So just remember was inspired by my great grandma had Alzheimer's um, while I was in high school. And I don't know, it was like, I, I didn't know her well enough to feel like I knew her story or like, I, I didn't really want to write a song that was like, here's the struggles of me seeing this person I love go through Alzheimer's just because, you know, I, I was separated enough where it was more like I was just watching my family members who are much closer with her experience that pain. So I kind of came from a place of being the outsider watching this story unfold, if that makes sense. So yeah. like, you know, you know, when you're watching the notebook and you're like, <laughs> why? <laughs> I, I feel the pain and I'm not there. Um, so I kind of just came up with the concept of, you know, how how difficult it is to see your loved one, you know, go through that. But, you know, the, a, a way to cope that we all kind of hope for, I feel like, is just to stick with the happy memories and, you know, focus on that, you know, I'm not going to forget this person even if they're gone or if they forget me. And I know that, you know, they're leaving with the happiness that we did have. So, yeah. A little mm. heavy one, a little heavy one. It, it <laughs> is, but it's it's so well done, though. You know, and as I was like, I mean, I <clears throat> read your bio and everything and, you know, I was like, oh, you know, I definitely want to listen to these songs. But as I was listening to to just remember, I mean, it made me think of, you know, my grandparents. They mm -hmm. were very much in love when they were both alive. Um, yeah. And I, fortunately for our family, we didn't we didn't see either of them deteriorate like that. Um, yeah. But it's. 
you know, like you, you open up and you paint this beautiful picture of this couple, this older couple that's walking down the sidewalk, like holding hands. And, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, it's just, it, I think it would make anybody think about their own grandparents, but yeah. then to come at it from a standpoint of, you know, being the loved one in that situation, that's, you know, watching the love of your life literally just kind of, you know, fade away. I mean, yeah. that is what a poignant thing for a high schooler to write. <laughs> I appreciate that. I mean, yeah, it's, I think I was just at the time, which I'm sure you can relate, especially since your grandparents were so like in love and we all want that relationship, you know, the, yeah. the kind of, they stuck it through and they loved each other their whole lives. That's so amazing. Like, yeah. And unfathomable, but watching even, you know, cause I fortunately am in a big Italian family. So I've had a lot of grand grandparents and great grandparents. And when one partner passes away, it's like, you know, especially when you're what 90 something, 80 something, it's like, that's, I mean, maybe you'll find another partner and that's wonderful and beautiful, but you know, they always, that that's their life right. partner. And so, you know, that image of still holding on to that person through the rest of your life is like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Hit me hard in the hearts. Yeah. Strings. All, all the, all the feels, all the feels, all the feels. Streets that I know from stories, posters with Sharpie names, letters from loves before me, things he won't throw away or why trade off. Okay, so with with the new music that you're working on, can you, without giving too much away, because I understand you probably don't want to give too much away, but could you talk about maybe some of the subject matter that you're going to touch on with these new songs? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, I'm, I'm not shy about it because I play all these songs out because I'm excited about them. So awesome. whatever. Say music promo, people. This is how <laughs> I do it. <laughs> um, it. So the, the EP pending title if i change it don't quote me on it but i'm, I'm gonna call it for now note to self um and it's kind of divided into two two of the songs are love songs um one being just funny because uh I, I don't know if you've picked up on this with my weird like hand gestures and stuff but like <laughs> when i play live i love just making people laugh uh, the scoliosis song is probably <laughs> an indicator that i can pull it out when i want to um, yeah so I have a song on there called Emergency Contact that's kind of, it's about like how I think millennials would ask each other if they want to be serious, which is like, <laughs> would you be my emergency contact and slide in my doctor's DMs? Like, it's not like a real, a real ask. So I have, I have that. It's very funky, very Lawrence vibes. Um, and then the other love song is the complete opposite, which is like the byproduct of listening to too much Phoebe Bridgers because I love her. Um. <laughs> And that's just, you know, a, a sad love song about being blindsided when a relationship ends. Um, and then the other two 
which are the more note to self, not even related to a relationship. I have one about body image, which I write about a lot. Um, it's kind of the concept of why do I keep wasting time thinking about my body image when I could put that energy into quite literally anything else? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Um, so there's that one. And then there's one called imposter syndrome, which is, you know, very indicative of me just graduating and being like, what am I doing? Help, <laughs> Help me. So that's the EP in a nutshell. All right. Well, that's awesome. I, I'm sad that I have to wait until May for it, but I know, I know. I might I might sprinkle some some little some of the songs before then, but Well, you know. I will definitely be on the lookout for that. Um <clears throat> so can you talk maybe about your like your style of music and how you've developed this really awesome pop jazz vibe thing that you've got going on? Sure, sure. So being from Kansas City, jazz is huge here. Like we have a huge jazz scene community and history. So I've kind of just always loved like there's a place called the Green Lady Lounge here and going to see jazz there was so cool. So cool. There's a bunch of local artists that just like, you know, watching a jazz band play is is insane. Yeah. You know, it's like, yep. They're wizards. They're wizards. I mean, sometimes I'm like, this has been the same song for 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I'm also like, how'd you make that same song sound so cool over and over again? For 10 Uh, minutes. (laughs) For quite literally 10 minutes. Um, But yeah, it's I I just kind of grew up around jazz. And I really loved jazz guitars. Like just playing jazz guitar was the coolest thing. So I started taking lessons from a guy called named Danny Embry, who's a local jazz guitarist. And that just kind of set me off on being able to play different things. I just, I always wanted to be the girl in the room where if you tried to tell me something about a guitar, I'd be like, "Uh uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. Instead of like, well, a G chord is shaped like this, sweetheart. So I, I just loved the jazz chords also can very much hide if you don't know what you're talking about. People are like, it sounds fancy, so it's fancy. Right. Yep. Yep. So I just love love that kind of jazz influence in my music. Um, yeah. And then the other stuff is just like, I don't know, the, the brainchild of all of the weird stuff I listened to growing up. <laughs> like... <laughs> I don't, I, my influences are like, you know, Regina Spector, Sarah Bareilles, and like, uh, Nora Jones probably make the most sense. Yeah. But then like Panic at the Disco and Neon Trees were my favorite bands growing up. And like, I, now I'm into like EDM for some reason, but also classical music. I don't know. It's all over the place, Katie. (laughs) No, that's good. That's good. I've, I'm the same though. I mean, I, I grew up listening to a lot of like fifties and sixties doo-wop because my grandparents were jitterbug dancers. Right. But I'll listen to anything. Like I, on my playlist on my phone, if, you know, if we were to take a, a road trip, yes. it would skip from Metallica to Elton John to Brandy Carlisle yep. to Panic at the Disco to Lord knows whatever else. It's just all across the map. But I Love think that's, that. yeah. Uh, but I think that's so cool, though, because, you know, I don't, I don't listen to just one particular genre. So whenever you listen to my music and when I listen to your music, I hear all of these little bits and pieces in your playing and I just I think you have just the coolest vibe ever ever my heart (laughs) (laughs) all right so from one guitar player to another I gotta know what 
do you play? What kind of guitar do you have? Or guitars, plural. I feel so like pompous being like my guitar collection. I, I feel like that penguin <laughs> in Surf's Up who's like, these are my ladies. Leah. I don't know if you've seen that movie. Mm-hmm. But if I were to tell you about my ladies, my guitars, um, I the one I play the most is my Taylor. It's an acoustic Taylor. I forget what the model is because it was gifted to me and I'm just brain farts. Um <laughs> But I love it. It has this like little cutout on the top of the like body that's super sick, and the harmonics on it are my favorite thing. Nice. Um, so that's my main acoustic guitar, and then the two electric guitars that like are my favorites are I have a hollow body Gretsch mm-hmm. that I love because of that big Bigsby whammy that just yeah. like. I mean, I probably use it every like very sparingly, but when I do, I'm like. Oh. <laughs> that's the south um and then for graduation my my gift from my family was the saint vincent ernie ball um guitar Ooh. i have the blue one i'm obsessed with it it's you need if you haven't played one i would I'm so not. recommend it it's it's like I, I don't know what i was expecting because sometimes when a guitar looks super cool especially an electric one i'm like is it gonna sound that good like do i just right. like the look it is incredible like you can get the dirtiest grungiest tone and then the cleanest like clear jazz tone just with the pickups wow which is great for me because i haven't like invested in many pedals yet so yeah. just being able to be like you know what i don't even have to pack that i'll just bring this guitar and it can do enough is kind of kind of ideal so would that recommend. is that is awesome. No, I've never played one, but I've, you know, I've, I've seen them and I've looked at them and, oh. and stuff. And I, I really respect St. Vincent and, um, her ability to play. Like, it's just, it's nuts. But, um, what, if you could equate it to like, like, could you equate it to like a Fender or an Epiphone or maybe even a Gibson? Like, is there, is it like mm-hmm. anything else? Hmm. and they only ask because i'm a nerd and i love talking about gear so oh yeah i i need to hang out around you more so that i i your your gear brain can rub off on me because i'm like it sounds nice i like <laughs> the thing um man i'm trying to think i i feel like this is gonna be so like probably inaccurate i feel like it's like the jazzier parts are really reminiscent of a jazz master to me mm-hmm. and then the the grungy parts i can't name a particular guitar but it's like think jack white where it's yeah. just like like it sounds like a toy like i have this guitar that was a it's a first act so you already know what it sounds like what it sounds like yep <laughs> but it came with a volkswagen beetle that my friend got because you the promotion was like you can plug it into the car and play the guitar it was like a promo in like 2006 what and <laughs> And her family was like, we don't play guitar, so you can have this thing. And it's a piece of crap, but yeah. I love the sound. It's just like garbage. So yeah. um, garbage meets jazz master is what I would say. Nice. <laughs> yeah. What's your guitar of choice? What do you play? Um. So I actually have an Epiphone Dot. Mm. So it's the like the semi hollow. It's, it's a, essentially it's the Gibson three thirty five knockoff, right? Nice. Yes. 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 Um, yes. But I got it for a steal. So the music store that I was working for for quite a few years and teaching private lessons, so, somebody had taken it off the wall, and then when they went to put it back up, they didn't 
seat it properly in the hangar and it fell. And so there's like a massive nick out of the bottom of it. There's a big old crack on the top of the headstock, but it doesn't affect the way that the guitar plays. Yeah. But my manager was like, hey, give it to you for 175. I'm like, take my money now. Yeah. Yeah. And seriously, like it's my go-to and it's beautiful. I always get compliments on it because it's this, it's this beautiful like red blood wine color mm. and 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 I love it because when I pipe it through my blues junior, I can get the most beautiful clean tone. So if I wanted to do like a little bit of autumn leaves or something, you know, yeah. like mellow could totally do it. But when I go to throw the distortion on it, it shreds like a beast. I love that. Yeah. I love that. A so 35 is a good like combo guitar for <laughs> for many needs. For many it is. Needs. Yeah. That's yeah. huge. Well, and I'm I'm also a big fan of Epiphone too. I, I, I also have a like a Les Paul like standard studio thing and it's coil tapped. So it's fantastic for session work because I could I can switch from sounding like, you know, like a Led Zeppelin tune, and then I could go start playing, like, you know, Telecaster stuff just by the, you know, click yeah. of one of my little pots. I mean, it's it's a super versatile guitar. It's heavy as hell. Um, it's like wearing, like, you know, four bricks. But so so I switch back and forth between those two, and then my go-to acoustic is a Seagull. Mm, those are nice. Those are mm. nice. You know, for, like, roughly 500 bucks... Um, you get a guitar that is tried and true and they, they stay in tune really well. And then the, the model that I have has a solid cedar top and cherry back inside. So it sounds beefy. Mm, I love that. Yeah. I love that. That's, I, I need a, a warmer, beefier guitar since I, for acoustics, cause mm -hmm. my tailor is bright, bright. and fun. Uh -huh. but sometimes you need emo and dark. You do. It is true. Mm -hmm. You know, and here's the thing. Like, I like the idea of tailors. I do. I used to have, like, one of the little uh, minis. Oh, yeah. Like the GS Mini. Great. They're They're a lot of fun, and, you know, they're really comfortable to play, but they're just so bright. Everything that Taylor puts out is, like, super-duper bright, so they just don't work for me and the acoustic yeah. duo that, I, that I'm in with my sister. I need something that can sound like a bass drum if I need it to because I also am a loop artist. Love that. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So what kind of amp do you play through? That's what I really want to know, too. Oh, here's your answer. I currently have none. Um, All right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do, but do I, when I play out mostly in Nashville, I'm just acoustic with, mm -hmm. you know, whatever setup they have. Or when I play backyard shows, I bring my, like, Bose system the, yeah. the like one that's kind of i'm forgetting what like model it is but um and that thing's great because it has all this nice reverb in it yeah but I, like i seriously i borrow my boyfriend's amp that's not a brand anyone would recognize it's from <laughs> from ohio somewhere he got it in high school there you go um yeah so that's like once i finish all this uh music release stuff i'm like all right it's time it's time to invest <laughs> in a good amp and probably too many pedals <laughs> That's real. Um, if if you actually, I should send you a picture of it. I don't have it here. Um, my board is massive because I've got the looper on it, and my sister calls it like Frankenstein because I've just got I've got so much stuff on it. But um, we should totally talk pedals, and I would love that. 
all the all I the would love things. that. Do you use a Boss? Is that your looper or? Yeah, I have the Boss RC three hundred. So it's the one that has like the three different channels and the expression pedal that's attached to it. Oh, that's a dream. That's such a cool pedal. So I will say this: like the looping aspect of it, awesome. It's wonderful, mm-hmm. especially because you get those three different channels. The yeah. effects. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. not a big fan. Yeah. So I have a lot of like other outboard pedals. Um, like I have a an Ibanez Tube Screamer, um, and it's honestly it's a little too dirty to try to use on an acoustic, but I can make it work. Yeah. Uh, but this guy, the Soul Food by um, Electro Harmonics, uh-huh. this sounds awesome on an acoustic. Okay. Yeah. That's good to know. That's yeah. good to know. So, and that's that's a shameless plug. Um, Electro Harmonics does not <laughs> endorse me at all. I just really love their stuff. Get this woman a sponsorship. <laughs> Please. <laughs> so, okay, do you have any uh do you have any shows coming up? I do. For Songbird City, they're doing like we're doing a writer's round at the listening room um mm-hmm. on the eleventh of October. So I'm pumped about that. Um and then this week, I mean this isn't for Anyone listening, the time will probably be passed, and you pro- you couldn't come to this if you wanted, but I'll tell you because I'm excited. Yeah. Um, this coming week, I'm going to Colorado Springs to play the um, Taco Bell conference because yes, <laughs> I was a Live Moss scholar. Um, in you know that was like the scholarship I got for college, nice. and um, they we made a video kind of being like, sorry, you graduated in 2020. We're so proud of you. Like singing the climb. And they want us to perform that out there and then play some songs. Um, me and the other scholars. So I'm like pumped about that. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yeah. I am excited. Vacation, Taco Bell. What more could you want? Beautiful. So okay. have you planned out any other things that you're going to do while you're there? You know, I, I, I don't really know what my timeline will look like, but I'm definitely going to hike. Mm-hmm. And then we're staying at the Broadmoor, which is like apparently a very fancy, nice hotel. So I'm probably just going to be like, what can I do? What can I do? There's a pool. What can I do? Can I do right. this? <laughs> Am I cool enough to do this? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So oh, about that. Good for you. That's really exciting stuff. It'll be fun. Cool. Uh, so do you have any other shows coming up in Nashville where people can go check you out? In Nashville. I mean, right now, just have the listening room on on the books. Everything else. I have a few things pending, so I don't want to say if they uh, fall through. But sure. listening sure. room on the 11th. All right. For sure, come out. Fantastic. Well, um, please make sure that like, you know, you send me a couple of couple of the dates that are coming out because like, you know, we can throw it on music on the move and be like, hey, go check out Kate. She's doing this on the 11th. Oh, yes, I will. I will. And I'll have to uh, send you guys. I'm releasing a single on November 12th. um, And that's like the big thing that's coming up. So sweet. I'll have to share it with you. So uh, which song is that? So this one, I'm just doing, I have two singles that are going to come out before this EP just to, you know, because I feel like it. <laughs> um, I was like, here's the strategy. No, it's because I have them and I want them out. Um, Perfect. Build the momentum. That's the strategy. Absolutely. Um, but this one's called The Match. And it's, it had, I wasn't going to release this song, but it had a TikTok moment. 
And so I was like, okay, well, I, I got like 80,000 views on this video and like a bunch of people asking for it. And I was like, well, wow, let me scrounge up some more money and some more time and get this thing out. But it's taken me, you know, months to, to finish it just with timing and stuff, but it's finally happening on November 12th. So I'm excited about it. That's epic. So what happened with this TikTok video? Were, was it just like a live thing and you were playing it? It was, I mean, one of those classic, I, I was kind of in this phase of doing, um, do you, I don't know if you follow She Shreds magazine. Um, I do. Yes. Love them. Yes. Um, I did their one riff a day challenge. So like all of January, I posted one video of me playing something. Uh -huh. And so all, all of that went on to TikTok, which led to growth, thank God, because it was so much freaking work. <laughs> <laughs> I, I totally like I went hard for maybe three months posting almost every day. And then like now I post maybe once a week, barely because brain exhaust, but we'll get back to it. Um, but I posted just me playing that song, the match It has a cool little acoustic intro. And I did the TikTok thing where you're like, have you ever started to talk to someone? And then, you know, you're like, I don't really want to be serious, but then you think you might want to be serious again. It was something like that, you know, like, the fear of commitment, but then you meet someone and you're like, oh man, am I about to do it again? <laughs> <laughs> and I so I have no idea. Like I made plenty of videos that were similar with different songs. And for some reason that one just took and I got a ton of good response, which was super sweet. And I was like, wow, the song that I thought I was just going to, you know, let it live on my shelf forever. People actually liked so Wow. And I got to recording it. I got a few gigs from it where people were like, can we interview you on our show? I made like all these internet friends who then I went to see them in Atlanta and play it live. And I'm like, this is the weirdest thing. Wow. It's so it's, you know, be prepared. Anything you post on the internet could turn into you having like the best of it is that people love a song that I also love and you know, that means the world to me and I get to connect with them. But yeah. the worst of it is like, Oh my God, now you got to put this song together, baby. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I like realized, I think a lot of people who are like, Oh, here's the song I wrote. They already have it recorded and I can drop it the next week. So uh, that was definitely a learning, <laughs> a learning, a learning moment. experience. Nice. <laughs> now it'll be here in November. <laughs> love it. Well, that's so cool. Well, Kate, thank you so much for coming onto the show and talking about literally your whole life story and all of your music. And I just, I think you're super talented. So thank you so much for your music and for sharing it with us. Oh, I'm happy to be here. This has been a blast. Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much, friend. Thank you.
Thank you so much, Kate, for coming on to the show. We really appreciate having you. I definitely did. It was a fun interview for me. You're just so much fun. So go check out Kate at katecosentino.com. Links are going to be in the show notes for you. Also, make sure you check out those DIY courses at musiconthemovestudios.com. Again, links are always in the show notes. Reach out to me at C-A-I-T-I-E at musiconthemovestudios.com if you have any questions or if you have any recommendations of things that you'd like to hear me talk about on the podcast. I am always, always open for that. And also, please, if you could, give us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps so very much. So thank you all so very much. Have a fantastic day. We'll see you next week. <laughs>